Jeez. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash Two Drink Cinema. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Two Drink Cinema! Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers previewing movies, two drinks at a time. We are another 1972 movie. This one has been researched by Brett. It has been. Welcome, Brett. Thank you. 1972, the same year as Cabaret. That's correct. So we've done, this is our fourth movie, fifth movie of the year. We've done two from 1992 and two from 1972. Yep. Okay. We're doing anniversaries in case you hadn't worked that out. Uh, the other film we've done in amongst that is The Princess Bride, which is 35 years. Mm. So there we go. The Godfather is a 1972 American crime film directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who co-wrote the screenplay with Mario Puzo. Over to you, Brett. Thank you for that introduction. It was edited by Peter Zinner, in case anyone is worrying about the editing. Interesting, Lise. So, based off a book by Mario Puzo. Yes. If I'm pronouncing that correctly. Puzo, I reckon, because it's one Z. Puzo, like pizza. Yeah, I reckon that it's a Z. It's not Puzo. It's a Z, no, it's a yeah, it's like Liza Minnelli. I reckon the double Z. Not Lizza Minnelli. Not Lizza Minnelli. Yeah, like pizza. We should have pizza for dinner. We should have pizza for dinner. Well, we're Italian. It's Italian. Isn't there a Godfather's pizza near here? Ooh, there is. Yeah, we should have been more organised. We'll do that. We'll make them an offer they can't refuse. Hey, of I'll get the horse. Twenty eight dollars for two pizzas. The horse one. Thank you. Hey. Hey. So it is the story of um, mafia family, the Corleones. Yes. Headed. Headed. By Marlon Vito Brando. Corleone, yeah, Marlon Brando, and it's kind of focusing on like you know he's old, and who's going to take over when I cark it? Is this you remembering now? Yeah. Okay. So what do you remember? Is our first. I remember scenes. Marlon Brando. It's a good. It's a bloody good cast, right? Yeah. Um. So it's like he's getting old. It's like succession. He's getting old and he's got a... Um, With less C-bombs. Yeah. Um, he's got to go, well, who's next? I've got three sons. That's true. Somebody's got to choose it. Is the oldest one a dud? Because surely the oldest one's an easy choice. Well, I think so. I reckon I've seen it once. can't remember. But it's like, yeah, I think I've only seen it once as well. I always forget Diane Keaton's in it. Yeah, because she's not Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so then it's like, oh, well, you know, Al Pacino plays the younger son, Michael Corleone, mm-hmm. and he's, like, not so much in the business, if we'll call it that, in the family business. Yeah, I think they call it the business. Um, I'm just taking that from The Simpsons. I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> um, and 
they're like, well, you need to rejoin the family business, Michael. Come on, Dad's nearly carking it. And then you, that's it. It starts off with Marlon Brando's daughter getting married. Yes, okay. And I believe she's played by Talia Shire, who was in Rocky as well. And I think she is Francis Ford Coppola's um, niece or something. So cast. It is a big cast. So it's just about the family stuff. There's not necessarily big events and it's just kind of go along and stuff happens. There's a head and a bed. Yeah. Some people go against the family. Yes. Marlon Brando, Al Pacino, James Caan, Diane Keaton, Robert Duvall. Like there's it's big, big people. It's a big cast. And even like without knowing names, there's faces that you recognise. Francis Ford Coppola are obviously an incredibly acclaimed director. Yes. This was like his first um his like his breakthrough thing. Before this it hadn't done that much um big. It's an epic too, isn't it? It's, it's a long, long it's a long one. It's a lot of words. As as Peter Griffin says, it insists upon itself. <laughs> yes. Um Paramount Wanted to do this movie. Okay. And so an executive at Paramount read the book and loved it. No. Oh. He read, he, because let's be honest, um, he found out about the novel in 1967 when, like, the, the um, studios like Scout for yep. books or yep. whatever um, found it and it was an unfinished manuscript. Oh. So it didn't even finished the book yet, and Paramount were like, well, we should buy it now. That happens, obviously, <laughs> yeah. because it happened in this case. <laughs> but, like, that quite often... Did it happen in something else we looked at recently where they bought the unfinished... Was it Wayne's World? Yeah, no. No. Wayne's World didn't finish. Remember that reviewer when we did Wayne's World? The reviewer was like... Just a desperate and unable, just a desperate attempt and unable to finish the movie is the reason they had the three endings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy just didn't get it. Um, so, old mate, um, vice president of production, um, he was looking at the unfinished manuscript. He's like, it's going to be pretty damn good. It's going to be a good story. Yep. Let's offer to buy it now before it's finished. So, they bought the rights. For eighty thousand dollars. Oh, that's some money in the sixties, seventies. They sixties. What they did is they offered Mario Puzo um twelve and a half grand option for the work and then eighty grand when it's finished and to make it into a film. Okay. Puzo's agent advised him to turn down that offer. So so I assume got a new agent. <laughs> yeah, because um, why write a book if you're not going to let it turn into a movie? Yeah, and then the novel was then finished and released in 1969. Um, and it was very popular. And it was on the New York Times bestseller list for 67 weeks. Oh, dear. And sold over 9 million copies in two years. That's some um, Anthony Kalia the Prayer type number one action. Yeah, that's like um, the Godfather Taylor's version. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. It's like Adele's new album. We've heard it all before. Um, I haven't heard it. You I'm have. not going to. You've, you have. You've heard Adele before. Anyway, let's not get off track with that. But <laughs> she's skinny and hot now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that was me not take. I wasn't taking the piss out of Adele. I was taking the piss out of people like, oh, now she's skinny and hot. We're going to pay more attention to her. Yeah. Even though she was very clearly talented before she was skinny. Yes. Not that she was ever fat and unattractive. No. Have I backpedaled enough? Yeah, I reckon. Continue with the movie. Alleg- allegedly. This isn't Disney's <laughs> not going to sue us again. Sergio Leone was... Right. A good violin theme. Was the... He's a director. What oh, I thought he was the guy that wrote the thing. No, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, he was Paramount's first choice to direct the film. Um, but he turned that down to Did work on do... his own gangster film, Once Upon a Time in America. Okay. Didn't he do like spaghetti westerns and stuff? Yeah, he did like, you know, A Good, Bad and the Ugly. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, yeah. Peter Bogdanovich was then approached and he declined because he was not interested in the mafia. Well, that's fair enough. Uh, Peter Yates, Richard Brooks, Arthur Penn, P- Costa Gavras and Otto Preminger were also uh, offered and they all turned it down. Okay. Well, I've heard of none of them. Okay. Well, you need to get out more? No, I don't know. <laughs> well, you need to watch more movies. No. <laughs> not, not, in the same, not in the same way I've heard of Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Um, then an assistant was like, what about this Francis Ford Coppola yeah, bloke? He's Italian. Italian guy behind the camera over there. Yeah. And he will work for cheap because his last film was a dud. What was it? The Rain People. Oh, yeah, I know that one. That's, That's one of the, my favourites. It's equal to The Rain Man. It's the Rain Man <laughs> yeah. and it's Rain People. It's like Faster and Furious era. Fast 8. Yeah. <laughs> Fast 9. Um, Rain 9. Coppola initially also turned it down, though, because he found the novel sleazy and sensationalist. Okay. Um, but Coppola did owe $40,000 to Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. And apparently had a bit of gambling debt. So he was like, fuck, I need, to, I need money. I'll take it. Was someone from Warner Brothers going to come and break his legs? Maybe. <laughs> he woke up with a horse's head in his bed and went, this is a sign. He's like, I need to... That act, that isn't in the book, that he woke scene. Up they with, just put that in because of what Warner Brothers threatened him with. He woke up, he woke up with... Bugs Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> Bugs Bunny's head in his bed. And then that was all, folks. Oh, I'm gonna remake him up for me. Couldn't even get through it. You get the idea, listeners. Dying Keaton isn't Dying Keaton. It's actually Bugs Bunny in a dress. He wasn't even made by fucking Warner Brothers. Now we're in. We've recast Fern Gully with Australians. <laughs> now we're recasting The Godfather. With the Looney Tunes. One of the most iconic drama films of all time <laughs> that's rated R with the Looney Tunes. Is Al Pacino Porky Pig then? I don't know. <laughs> Who's Elma Sammy Fudd? Sammy Sam is James Kahn. Robert Duvall is Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> Oh, has he been cancelled? I see, I see Vito. No, that was bad. Has Foghorn Leghorn been cancelled yet? There was talk of it. Mm, I don't know. 
um, are we st- are we completing the cast? Or? No, no that's, the cast's too big. What about oh, God, Richard S. Castellano? Speaking of the cast, <laughs> um, the first choice, Puzo, the the author. Yes, uh, he was the first to show interest in having Marlon Brando okay. play Vita Colleone. Um, he wrote Jor-El. a letter. He wrote a letter to Marlon. Um, the executives, though, nah, they didn't want Brando, partly due to the poor performance of his recent films and his short temper. Superman. It's fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah. It's so funny, and we're going to get this, because we're doing, like, iconic movies a lot in our anniversaries this year. It's, It's interesting how many times in this, in the interestingly segment of the preview. Yeah. Where we're just like, I can't imagine it not being Francis Ford Coppola and Marlon Brando. Yeah. But they both turned it down or they weren't interested. And you just go, well, that's just who it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they didn't want Liza Minnelli yes. as Sally Bowles. Yeah. It's just like, crazy. Well, that's Li- that that's Liza. Liza's Sally and Sally's Liza. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Francis Ford Coppola favoured Brando. Or Lawrence Olivier. Mm. Mm. Olivier's Not- agent refused because he was sick. Oh, that's boring. Um, I thought it was going to be because <laughs> of its immorality or something. Did I say that right? Yeah, that was yes, right. Immorality. Yep. Um, then they wanted Ernest Borgnine. Nah. Yeah. Wouldn't have worked. Okay. They debated for months, right? And months. That's a long yeah, time. Months. Um, the two finalists were um, Anthony Clear and Shannon Noll, uh, played by Ernest <laughs> Borgnine Donovan. and Marlon Brando. Diane Keaton was going to be played by Casey Donovan. <laughs> Paul Abdul. <laughs> um, so, the Paramount wanted Marlon Brando to do a screen test. And Marlon Brando was like, I'm fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah, but... They were like, we don't want to fucking offend him and go, hey, greatest actor ever, can you do a screen yeah, test? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they said to Marlon Brando that they have to go over to his house and test some equipment. Okay. To I'm doing air quotes for those watching. We're, we're going to <laughs> test a screen at we're your go- house. Yeah. We're not doing a screen <laughs> test. We're not, we're not screen testing you. We're testing the screen. Yeah. By using okay. you, because we know you're good, Marlon. Yeah. To test our screen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To make sure that your our screen is right for you, <laughs> not that you're right for our screen. Because <laughs> he stacked on a few kilos later in life. Since playing Jor-El. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they set that up to fake it. So then Marlon Brando went full out for this... Um, testing of the screen. Testing of the screen. Yep. Um, he's put cotton balls in his cheeks... And put shoe polish in his hair to make oh. it darker. Yep. Um, and then they just chucked that in with the audition tapes. And the executives were like, oh, Marlon Brando can act. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? And so got that, paid this. He had to... He had. <laughs> they offered it to him if he would accept a lower salary and put up a bond to ensure he would not cause any delays in production. Or by being an asshole. Yeah, so he only made $1.6 million. In 1978, still not bad. Two. 
1972. Thank you. Still not bad. Interestingly. Ooh. Right? Yes. Robert De Niro was originally given the part of whoever Paulie Gatto is, who I think might be then Robert Duvall. I think so. I've, I'll let me just get the cast out once I can fuck this ad for Amazon Original Reacher out of the way. Uh, James Kahn's sonny, Robert Duvall's Tom Hagen. Oh. Who's Paulie Gatto? Who am I looking for? Paulie Gatto. Paulie Gatto. Don't know. It's not in uh, the top things. He's, anyway, he's in there. Yeah. Um, but then there was another movie being made called The Gang That Couldn't Shoot Straight. That yep. classic. Yeah, that classic. A, spot, a role in that opened up after Al Pacino quit that to go into The Godfather. Okay. So then Robert Duvall was like, no, I'll choose this other one, not The Godfather. Yeah. Bad choice. On Robert Robert's. De Niro. What did I say? Duval. Robert Duval. Fuck, too many Duval. Paulie Gatto is a minor antagonist in the late Mario Puzo's 1960 novel The Godfather and Francis Ford Coppola's 1972 film adaptation. Adaptation. He was put, portrayed by John Martino. I think that he's like, you know, they do mafia shit to him. They, you know, like, he sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. 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 John Martino. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. So then De Niro left and did that. Nearing the start of the filming, Michael Corleone hadn't been cast yet. Ooh. Paramount wanted a popular actor to play him, um, like Warren Beatty or Robert Redford. Too old. Um, and the producer wanted Ryan O'Neill because he was the recent success of him in Love Story because they're <laughs> the same movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like this Hollywood thing of like this, person was, the, this person's last movie was good, so we're going to cast them. Yeah. Like... There's That's so, how people make there's careers. There's so but. many actors out there. No, but like Zendaya's in everything. Yeah. And like we've got Chris um, Evans. Christopher Pine. Oh. Not Christopher Pine. Chris Pine. <laughs> yeah. Chris Pine was in like two franchises at the same time. Like he was Star playing Trek. Captain Kirk. Yeah. And he was in the Wonder Woman franchise at the same time. There are other... Mildly good-looking actors. He's not even that good-looking. Actors around. You don't need to cast Chris Pine in everything. Yeah. And, you like, there are three movies last year of Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Yes, he's good and he's good-looking, but there are other actors around. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's not to do with The Godfather. Pacino was Francis Ford Coppola's favourite because um, at the time he was an unknown actor who looked Italian-American. Probably because uh, he is. Yeah. Um, Paramount executives thought Pacino was too short to play Michael. Oh, a bit like Liam Neeson in The yeah. Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so they also auditioned Dustin Hoffman, Martin Sheen. Isn't Dustin Hoffman short? Yep. James Kahn. Um, Burt Reynolds offered, was offered the role. I can't, I can't picture that. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Not the mustache. Um, Marlon Brando threatened to quit if Burt Reynolds was hired. So Reynolds, Burt Reynolds was just like, no, nah, don't worry about it then. I'm not dealing with Marlon shit. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm not going to be that guy that made Marlon Brando quit The Godfather. Yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson 
yeah, also okay. offered the role. Yeah. Um, and then it, here, 50 years ago, Jack Nicholson turned it down as he felt that an Italian-American actor should play the role. Oh. Crazy. Crazy, Jack. So, James Kahn was then initially given the part of Michael Corleone. Okay. And Sonny Corleone was then going to be played by Carmen Caridi, whoever that is. Carmen Caridi, yeah. Coppola wanted Pacino to play Michael. Yep. So then the producer was like, whatever then. So then Pacino um, played Michael as long as Khan could play Sonny. The producer yep. preferred Khan over Caridi because Khan is seven inches shorter. So that would have been much closer to Al Pacino's height. Apparently, the most important thing in casting people is height. In all of Hollywood. Yeah. Is height. How <sighs> tall's Diane Keaton? Tall, I, th- I think I think taller than Al Pacino from memory in this movie. Diane Keaton's height is 1.69 metres. Okay, remember that. Al Pacino's height is uh, 1.676. So just shorter than Diane Keaton. Oh, and okay. James Kahn height is 1.76. So he's the shortest of the three, James Kahn. Yeah, but he and then he was going to play. And then Al Pacino. Yeah, whatever. He was too and short. And then Diane anyway. Keaton. And then who, Marlon Brando, who I imagine. Fucking knows. Marlon Brando, 1.75. Robert Duval, 1.74. Is this a new segment? How tall are the How leading tall men? How tall is. Now, into every movie, we're going to have to add something to the Chad S. Minquo that is an H. Height. Another H in there. Chad, a height scale. A Chad Schminquo. A Chad Schminquo. 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 Minkwo, Minkmo. Um Get on with it. This yeah. is a long preview so far, and it's a two-hour, 55 movie, so ah. I'm sure there's a lot to get through. <laughs> Coppola was like, I need people. I need Italians. Oh, wait, I'm Italian. Um, so yeah. then he's, his sister, Talia Shire, plays Connie Corleone. His daughter, Sophia Coppola, played Michael... What? Played a boy... Oh, it's like a newborn kid. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, because of the baby. Okay, budget. Oh, okay. So Talia Shy is Adrian in Rocky, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sister of Coppola. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Didn't know that. Um, The Godfather was a blockbuster. Like Jaws walking around the block. Yeah, busting blocks to get in. Um. Broke many box office records to become the highest grossing film of 1972. The budget was six to seven point two million, depending on who you ask. Yep, and the box office was two hundred and eighty-seven million. Oh, yeah. So that's that made two hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, it was eighteen weeks at number one in the US. Wow. And the film had grossed, oh, after 18 weeks at number one in the US, the film had grossed $101 million, the fastest to reach that milestone. Yep. Uh, Oscar noms, got a few of them. Just we a few, I imagine. Dis- discussed. Comes up against Cabaret for a lot. So it was nominated and won for Best Picture, 
Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Actor for Marlon. For Marlon Brando. Yep. Uh, was also nominated for Costume Design. Al Pacino, James Caan and Robert Duvall were all nominated for Best Supporting Actor and was also nominated for Editing, Original Score uh, and Director and Sound. That's a lot. That's like 11. 10, 11. 11. It's not a lot. 11. We'll say 11. But upon further review of the score, the Academy found that um, Nino Rota had used a similar score in Eduardo Di Filippo's 1958 comedy Fortunella. So that was like they're not eligible. Because it's not original enough. That's a revote. Oh. The That's big thing naughty. with the awards as well is that Brando boycotted the awards oh. that year. So it's a famous thing. I'll find the ship. We'll put it on Facebook. I'll find the clip. Okay. But he refused to accept the Oscar. Why? And instead, an American Indian rights activist, Sasheen Littlefeather, uh, went up and yeah, I'm declining because of the objectification of the depiction of American Indians by Hollywood. Oh, Okay. And yep. nothing's changed. Yeah. It's obviously that lesson fell on incredibly deaf ears, Marlon. Yeah. Um, it's it, almost like the time that the guy put gaffer tape over his face when he got kicked out of Big Brother. Free to refugees. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not at all comparing Marlon Brando's Oscars protest to the fact that Gretel Colleen couldn't get a word out of whatever the fuck his name was in Big Brother that year. Okay? Um, Pacino also boycotted, boycotted the ceremony, but for a much more selfish reason. Couldn't find a suit that fit? No, nah, he's too short. Um, he needed a booster. They didn't have any booster seats in the Academy. Um, he was insulted for being nominated for supporting actor. He had well, way more screen time than Marlon Brando. So I'm, probably I've, has a fair point there. I've seen this movie maybe once, but like from my memory and my knowledge of the movie generally, I feel like Michael Corleone is the movie is about Michael Corleone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's about Vito's going to die. It's more like it's Vito and Michael. Yeah. So Michael, I feel like certainly from what little I know of the film, is ahead of the others. Yes. Um, that's a bit tantrum though. That's, it's a bit fucking... Because yeah. what if he'd won? He'd be like, no, I don't want best supporting. Nah, give, me, the, I'm an give me Marlins. Yeah. So, did Diane Keaton get nominated for it? She just nah. seems funny oh, to me. Did she? No. Maybe for the second one, I think. Diane Keaton just seems funny to me. Too funny to be in The Godfather. I don't think she's in it much from memory. Oh, she's in it a bit because, you know, she's white. So it's like you can't go in the mafia stuff because you're with me now. She's married to Michael. Oh, Corleone, okay. I think. And so, oh, right, 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 right. There's a lot of scenes with him being, don't do it, Michael. I assume is what she says. Yeah, she's not Italian. With no. a name like Kay Adams, she's definitely nah, not Italian. Nah, she's not. Um, our friends at the AFI yep. love the movie. <coughs> Um, in the 1998 list of the 100 Greatest Movies, it was number three. Oh. But then they redid it in 2007 and it's number two oh, behind Citizen Kane. Yep. Um, it's on the number 11 of 
100 Years, 100 Thrills. Okay. Number two, uh, movie quotes. Yep. Number five, film scores, even though it's not... No, anyway, well, that, that... That's weird. That La Bertinella is number four. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, and it is the number one gangster film, according to the AFI. Well, it's either that or Goodfellas. It is like... Really? Yeah. It is considered the greatest movie by a lot of people. I just remember, like, it's long. And, and it's kind of as boring. you mentioned... It insists upon itself. It insists upon itself. I like the money pit. It's interesting. Like, I always think with this these AFI lists and whatever, people vote for movies that they've been told are the best movies of all time. Yes. Like, for a hundred years... Not a hundred years. Everybody's like, Citizen Kane is the best movie. Yeah. So, you so have if to someone comes up to you and goes, write down what you think the best movie is, your mind goes to Citizen Kane. Yeah. And your mind goes to The Godfather. And your mind, slightly less now than before, goes to Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Not because it's gotten less good as a movie, but because of cancel culture. Yes. So there could be movies out there that are very good. Yeah. That people don't think about and no. never end up on the list. No. Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nah. It's great. People love it. Cinema history. It made a shitload of money. It's one of those movies that is now just part of popular culture. You know, it's been parodied a thousand times. Yeah. And there's basically a character in The Simpsons that mm-hmm. is... Yeah, Marlon Brando. You know. And there's make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, and the all horse's of that. head. The horse's head. Um, yeah, and it made Al Pacino. Yeah, because he wasn't really anything. No, um, before this, and then Scent of a Woman came, and that was it. And then he did that. Serpico, Scarface, the second one. Scarface, Dog Day Afternoon, and unlike Robert De Niro, hasn't done a movie where he runs down a beach naked with Zac Efron. Is that a good or a bad thing? Bad, bad grandpa. <laughs> bad thing. Bad thing. I haven't watched it. Like, Robert, really. I know. How far do you it's want to dis- stray? It's disappointing. It is disappointing. But Al Pacino hasn't done that. Has he? No. Didn't, no. No. Stupidest thing he's done is probably a movie with Adam Sandler. Was he in Anger Management? No, wasn't that... Was that not even him? Anger wasn't Anger Management. Anger Management was Jack Nicholson... Wasn't it? Billy Crystal. Oh, what am I thinking of? Meet the Fockers? Maybe. Oh, no. Anger no, Management that's... is Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Right. But there's a therapy one of Billy Crystal. Um, Analyze this. Analyze this. Yep. Is that Robert De Niro? Maybe. Analyze this, 1999. Uh, is Robert De Niro, Billy Crystal. That kind of comedy I can handle from Robert De Niro. This bad yeah. grandpa shit. Yeah. No. It's just a bad movie. Anyway. The Godfather, well acclaimed, very good. Set aside three hours yeah. of your weekend yep. um, to watch it. Yes. Thank you for all your research, brother. No worries. 
Uh, if you want to contribute to future review episodes, get onto our Patreon because patrons get the preview episodes earlier than everybody else and get the chance to add their reviews to our thoughts and uh, to the Chades Minquo scoring overall. Yes. Because we're influenced by our patrons because yes, they're giving us money. Yeah, yeah. So uh, get on to patreon.com forward slash two drink cinema if you want to support us and help us in growing further. Otherwise, subscribe, rate and review and tell your friends. We'll be back after the weekend uh, with a full review of The Godfather Part 1 from 1972. We're going to see it at the Astor Theatre. Yes, big Which screen. we love. Big, big screen. Big ripped off orchestral score. Yeah. It's going to be great. Great. I can't wait to see that big of a horse's head. It's going to be huge. Thanks for listening, uh, and we'll be back next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Oddsox Entertainment. For more of Oddsox Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheers. Let's have a chat, an open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at NoPantsPod.